Well, Patricia Riggin, I really appreciate you talking to me. Amazon's Jack Ryan has an eight-episode first season, and you directed episodes three, five, and seven. I'm interested in uh, how you and the other directors worked over, you know, this period of months and all these different um, locations to to put the the series together. I wanted to start at at the end of episode four, which Daniel Sackheim directed, uh, the, the episode ends in this sanctuary of this huge Catholic church. And then episode five, which you directed, picks sort of right back up at that same uh, location. W- without going too deep into spoiler territory, can you tell me how you and Sackheim and the, the sort of different crews and staffs that you had navigated those scenes in that location? Yes. The, you know, this was not shot like a traditional television show. This was what they call cross-boarding, which means the locations are so fantastic and so special, and we have to travel to foreign countries to get them, that you can't go for every episode. You only go once. And what you do is you divide the time of, you know, that you have in that location between the directors. So you could get a full day, or you could get half a day, or you could get two hours in a single location. So it was a really, you know, interesting, crazy difficult shoot but it was very rewarding because we were able to shoot as you say in places like an amazing church and so how does that work mechanically i mean you divide the time between the two directors i mean you have different cinematographers and different other staff i assume basically the ad the AD sits down with the directors and they kind of come up with a plan of how many hours it's going to take you to shoot um, your scene, and then he he or she divides the day, and you basically come in and you shoot. It's very interesting. Sometimes it's the same crew, sometimes it's a different crew. Like literally, they all walk out, and uh, the whole new crew walks in. Um, so it's crazy. It's tricky. It's not easy. But you know, the 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 the, the rewards, I guess, are plenty. You know, so we we have to live through those challenges so we can get those locations. And you worked with the same cinematographer for all three episodes, and he's actually your husband, right? Yes, that's correct. His name is Checo Varesi, and uh, we've, we've shot five movies together, and, you know, I was lucky enough to have him coming into Jack Ryan midways, you know, not from the beginning. So I did work with two other um, cinematographers for just a very, very few scenes. And then he came in and basically took the the, the big bulk of, of work on my three episodes, luckily. <laughs> yeah. So how does that work in terms of uh, you uprooting your lives sort of at the same time? You, you can't, I mean, I don't know what you're, you know, where you live or if you have kids or that sort of thing, but like when you're shooting a, uh, uh, an episode of a TV series in Paris that you're both there. You're, you're both there. Mm -hmm. I know we have a 10 year old daughter, so, you know, it's not easy. We have to basically either, I have to get one of my sisters to take her in for a little bit or to fly in. We live in Los Angeles to fly in and help me take care of her or we bring her with us. But what I have to tell you is that it's amazing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody would love to be able to work with their husband or wife in the sense that that's the way you see them because, you know, we're on the road. And if we don't have projects together, 
um, we don't see each other. So it's really a great way um, to keep a family. And at the same time, for me, it's my biggest ally, you know, as a female director um, in our present time. You know, it's not been easy. It's difficult. I'm not, you know, making it up. You know, the statistics, you know, kind of speak for themselves. So it's really wonderful to have someone in your team that you can trust, that is supportive, that is just, you know, there to help you make the best work possible. Well, and I'm sure from a creative standpoint, you really understand each other. You have a shorthand with each other, which is why, you know, directors, you know, Steven Spielberg or whoever very often work with the same um, directors of photography over and over again. Is that, does it make a difference in, in how you communicate with him versus when you're working with different Huge huge difference you know like we know each other we know our taste i know his style he knows how i work you know sometimes i may not say what i need but i know what i don't like you know like there's some already a, a, an understanding and as you say that's why directors love to work with their same team members you know for me it's really not about my husband for me it's my dp and i don't see that the, i don't feel like the husband ever um, and when we're out of the job, we just don't talk about it. So it's just, we just have a very swift, good relationship, thankfully. A lot of premium and streaming series, I've noticed a director will do two consecutive episodes and then another director will do the next two episodes. And I, I'm sure that's for the same cross-boarding that, that you're talking about where you're able to shoot scenes in similar locations at the same time. How, why did it work on this series that you were doing non-consecutive episodes? Is that something about occupying locations or jumping ahead? Or I don't know if the consecutive episodes necessarily mean that they are cross-boarding. Um, it might just be that the director just travels once, you know, to that location or that set, and he just stays over and does two on a row. In this case, you know, it was truly like a really big cross crossover plan from the beginning because it was going to be the only way to be able to travel to Marrakesh and to, you know, other locations in Morocco, um, to Montreal, to Paris. And so it's eight episodes. And even the pilot, you know, normally they, they shoot the pilot and then you follow the pilot stylistically. In this case, we did not have a pilot yet. Our pilot director was among us. So in fact, you know, he shot a little bit after us and, uh, and maybe finished a little bit before us. So it was really just a, a, a group of crazy uh, filmmakers um, thrown into the trenches and um, to shoot this, this fabulous series. I hope you liked it. Oh, I loved it. I really did. Did you spend much time with the other directors on the series? I'm curious what, with a series like this where you and the other directors are shooting in multiple locations together and separately and probably at the same time. It, it must be difficult to, to maintain continuity over the way mm -hmm. things look or the tone. How do, how do you navigate that with the other directors? Yeah, we don't spend a lot of time together at all because we really, you know, we kind of have a picture of all of us at the beginning and that's kind of it. 
Um, so the person that's responsible of maintaining tone, particularly and style, is the writer, the writers or the showrunners. They they're the ones that are overseeing all of the directors, all of the you know they're around production the whole time. And if they notice something that's not you know kind of in line with what they're looking for, they they give us that note. They make the adjustment. So is this somebody to say Daniel Sackheim did this kind of aerial shot or this kind of establishment shot, and we we need a similar shot for evening for your episode? And I mean, does it work like that? Mm, no, it doesn't work like that. It has more to do with tone in terms of the acting, the performances, you know, making sure that everything makes sense, you know, in terms of story. I feel that in terms of style, they didn't really um, give us any adjustments in that sense. They were just looking at what they were looking and they liked it and they, they went for it. If I guess there was something that, you know, grab their attention that they felt it didn't fit in into everything else that they were looking at, they would probably bring it up to us. But that was not really the case. The conversation always had to do with um, really tone. I could imagine on a series like this where you are in several specific locations, Marrakesh, Paris, and, you know, where you, I, I think you shot your interiors in Montreal, mostly, you said? That's correct. I, I could see that it would make sense having directors based in locations rather than in episodes. Is that I, I assume that no one has done that on series TV because there's particular Directors Guild rules about that. Is that is that the case? I believe that's the case. You know, television shows like movies are still considered, you know, a work of, you know, authorship. And therefore, it's the director, you know, a single vision for the show is what they, they still go for. I think it makes sense. I'll tell you why, Scott, because, you know, one of the most important things when you direct is how you transition from one scene to the other. You know, that's that not only shooting a scene, but how one scene takes you to the other is, is very important. It has to be artistic and stylistically correct and you know, it has to make sense dramatically. So, you know, we always are thinking of how do we enter a scene? How do we exit? Where are we coming from and where are we going? And, you know, if there were different directors doing that, you know, you, I guess he himself or herself in the room thinking, oh, my God, he ended up in a, I don't know, in a white wall and look at this and I can't make it work, you know. Um, so that's part of it part of the complication i would see a, a lot of the series and particularly these middle episodes that you directed are about the journey of this mother and two daughters trying to get out of syria and i think this is the first time i've really seen that story done i, I know it's been done in some documentaries but this is the first time i've really seen it in a in a scripted project how did you approach that did you mm -hmm. look at um, um, road movies? Did you look at other sort of immigration mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. stories for reference? Did you mm -hmm. meet with families? What was sort of your process of getting into that? Yes. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm 
glad that you're pointing at that because one of the things I found most attractive about Jack Ryan and, and the scripts was that they were really taking, you know, a lot of time and screen time developing that other side of the story, which we normally don't see that much. So that was very exciting. The first challenge, of course, was thinking about language because we shot all of those scenes in Arabic. And so, you know, that was one of the things I was prepared to do. And in terms of, you know, how would I prepare um, dramatically to approach those those um, characters and that story? I started my career shooting a road movie about a, you know, immigrant child who crosses the border by himself from Mexico to here looking for his mom who works What's in, that movie in, called? in the U.S. It's called Under the Same Moon, La Misma Luna. It was a, a searchlight uh, movie. Um, around 10 years ago already. And, and so I've always, you know, I've always worked with, with uh, foreign, I guess, um, themes and characters. I'm very, you know, I love reading international politics, watching movies from around the world. I've traveled extensively. I've also been to a few Arab countries before. And so, you know, it was a very familiar situation for me. Um, and, you know, and we actually did spend a lot of time in Morocco, um, both preparing and shooting. So it, it was just, you know, immensely gratifying for me to be able to, to do this. I've also worked a lot with children. So all of those elements combined just made me just jump to it with, with ease. How did the language uh, part work? I know a lot of those scenes you said were in Arabic. I think there were probably uh, a lot of scenes in French uh, uh, also in the Paris scene. That's correct. Did you just have a script in front of you with the translation so that you knew when, when you were hearing something what it was in English? I Yes, I had both. I had the English and the Arabic and the English and the, you know, and the French. over or say it twice you know and I would just jump up and go ask them so it was uh it was it was great I think it has to do with focus uh, I'm very you know keen on, on on performances I love directing actors so for me the dialogue was very important and the nuances and giving them notes and I just I don't know why but I was just it was funny I was catching you know mistakes I was like there are a lot of scenes in the, I don't know what you referred to it as uh, shooting, but in the, the compound or the family uh, um, um, house in, in Syria uh, where this, this group is gathered. And I, I could imagine it being very uh, sort of culturally uncomfortable as a director to have to say something like, you know, put your machine guns in the air and act crazy and to, you know, to these mm-hmm. sort of ethnically mm-hmm. Middle Eastern sort of actors and, and, and extras that you have on set with you. Was that uncomfortable at all? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very um, sympathetic to the other side always. So I take my time meeting the people, getting to know them, talking about it. I had my conversations, you know, one of the most amazing things 
of Jack Ryan was being able to work with that amazing group of Arabic actors. They're just incredible, incredibly talented. And, you know, I took my time talking with them about that and laughing about it, you know. Being Mexican, I said, guys, you know, my people, we always play, you know, the, you know, the drug dealers, you know, and the gatilleros, you know. So we laughed a little bit about the fact, you know, some of them told me that they they were so proud of being, you know, doing Jack Ryan, but that they couldn't tell their parents that they were playing yet another terrorist, you know. So um, there was that understanding, and they were all very professional. So I guess we understood, you know, the situation. So how does that translate you think career-wise for some of those actors i mean as that i mean you've got the potential for typecasting on one side but also you know the, the the potential for having their profile raised you know um um on the other absolutely and i do i think that the writers really did a good job not just making the black and white um character that we are used to they really took time to understand why you know why are they doing what they're doing what happened to them who are they what is their circumstance and i think that makes a huge difference they're not you know the villain that just you know just uh has the mustache and you know we really see what's going on behind we see their pain we see um, the injustices that they've also suffered. And so that makes it, you know, I think quite a good thing. They're going to raise their profiles. I'm hoping that they that they have a lot of work after this. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're, we're progressing in the industry. We're progressing in Hollywood more and more. I think the term chemistry as used b- between actors is probably uh, overused and, and maybe there's a better... Way to put it, but what would you say about the way John Krasinski and Wendell Pierce work together in this series? One of the things I would say is that most of the humor in the series, and there's quite a lot of it, comes from the two of them. Absolutely. I mean, that they're so talented, right? They're such, you know, incredible dramatic actors, but they're two of them are incredible comedians. And so they don't lose an opportunity to always, you know, bring up the lightness and make the joke and just just have us like smirk or laugh. And we really owe a lot of that to them. Um, they got along incredibly well. John was always, you know, so um, excited to have to 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 work with Wendell. You know, I know he he fought hard for him. And uh, and and so they were like, you know, incredible partners. I do I do believe there's chemistry. That chemistry is a real world word, and we certainly got have it with the two of them. I would love for Amazon to put out a list of all of the names that Wendell calls him in the movie. I wish I could recall some of them. Now he calls him things like <laughs> Boy Scout, and can you remember what some of the others were? <sighs> like Peabody and, <laughs> you know, just everything. He, Wendell is a fabulous human being and an incredibly talented actor. And I loved seeing him in that character. You know, we never, you know, that's an, one of the, those other brilliant things about Jack Ryan. You know, they put an African-American CIA director to be and Muslim. 
So how about that for a change of point of view? There's an indication he, he was brilliant. There's an indication at the end of season one that season two will be based in in Russia. Are are you coming back to direct for season two, or have have locations been scheduled yet for season two? I believe that they're already shooting season two right now, as we speak. Um, I do know there was that indication of Russia, and I remember it really well because I I was you know writing those little Russian symbols in, in some of my props. But I don't think that it's, it ended up being Russia um, because I know they're shooting in South America. <laughs> so, hmm. um, so maybe, maybe not Russia. Some other way. Maybe not Russia. Are you coming back for season but, two? Do you know yet? I, no, I'm not. I'm not coming back. You know, after I finished Jack Ryan, I jumped into a pilot which is really where I wanted to be. Um, it was my first uh, entry into television, and that's why I went into this show as an episodic director. But I consider myself more either a feature director or a pilot director. So I shot a pilot for USA and Bloomhouse, and then immediately I shot another pilot, and that one was for Fox, and it got picked up. It's going into series right now. So why do you why do you like the idea of pilot? I, I had this conversation with an actor recently who had just shot a pilot, and that seems like crushing work. You know, you're going to do all of this work, you're going to develop these characters, and it might just go on the bookcase somewhere. It, it might not ever make it to TV. Yeah, I hear that. But my second one got into in, into TV. It's on. It's going to be on the air. So you know, I do think it must be crushing the experience but at the same time you know it's the it's the process this is the way that the industry works and if you kind of just commit to that you know just have to to go for it at the same time you know the rewards are plentiful if if it goes on the air you know that you created that and it's there for for a lifetime well, I really appreciate you talking to me and, uh, uh, and, and enjoyed the series and we'll, uh, we'll d definitely be looking uh, for your name on, on projects coming up. Yes, I have this uh, Proven Innocent coming up in Fox mid-season. Okay, that's the, and, Kelsey uh, Grammer, and moving... that's the Kelsey Grammer series? That's correct. Yes, this. yes, that's exactly right. I'm, in fact, flying out tomorrow to Chicago to shoot a little more of Mr. Grammer. Um, so it's going to be fun. All right. Well, um, look out for it too. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Bye. Bye. Thank you.